Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Microbiome Research X podcast. I'm Adash Sandhu, an editor of the MRS website where details of the podcasts are posted. The MRX site also includes the latest news, views and research highlights on microbiome research in Japan and globally. Our guest today is Oliver Harrison, the 2020 winner of the first annual Nostra and Science Microbiome Prize for his work on how skin microbes interact with the immune system to aid wound healing. Oliver is the principal investigator at the Benaroya Research Institute at Virginia Mason in Seattle. Links to details about Oliver's prize-winning essay and his research can be found on the MRX website. So Oliver, thank you for joining us today. Uh, for this inaugural episode of the MRX podcast. Um, I'd like to start by asking how you are managing to pursue your research activities within the context of the wide range of issues created by the COVID-19 crisis. Hi, Adash. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this podcast. I'm really pleased to be taking part. Yeah, so as we stand, uh, we are currently operating under reduced um, efforts. So throughout the Institute, um, we are working shift patterns, um, obviously maintaining social distancing in the lab. Um, because my lab's quite new, we have been here for less than about a year. Um, there's three of us, which makes social distancing a little easier. Um, others in the Institute are being having to be more flexible, working night shifts and weekends. Um, but, you know, we've been able to get work done. Um, the joy of being in a, a small institute is our ability to uh, adapt, really. And so we can upscale or downscale our kind of policies based on what's going on in the world, um, or more particularly in Washington State, um, and our kind of guidance guidance from the state governor who thankfully does listen to scientists. Um, and so we have, uh, I think, um, pretty good measures in place for, for getting work done safely in the lab at the moment. Yeah. Yes, some challenging times ahead for everyone, I think. Next, uh, can we move on to your research? And uh, do you think you could explain the background and aims of your research, the problems you're trying to solve, your approach, and so on? The work that we're uh, building, I guess, in the lab at the moment, again, we've not been running very long, um, is uh, asking very basic questions to understand how our, our body's immune system um, interacts with the microbes that reside on the surface of our skin and within our gastrointestinal tract or gut. Um, and we've known for a long time that these microbes, um, largely focused on bacteria, uh, provide just key roles to host physiology, um, and that's been known for well over a century, actually. Um, but what we're trying to get at is trying to understand how these microbes really um, drive the development, um, education, and function of the immune system, and really how that occurs in homeostasis, so kind of day-to-day -day living 
uh, in healthy tissues and and then how that process may go awry in different inflammatory disorders um, and chronic inflammatory diseases like inflammatory bowel diseases um, and atopic dermatitis um, and we do it in a way which kind of bridges the microbiome world with immunology um, so we are taking an approach where we are generating lots of tools to track immune cells that recognize components of these microbes. And the reason that we're doing that is that we think that these um, T cells and B cells that you may have heard about a lot in the press recently um, are actually a key way by which the message is translated from these good bacteria or commensals um, to these local tissue sites, so the skin and the gut, but also more systemically throughout the body. Um, and so these can have actually quite in terms of kind of anatomical um, long-ranging effects uh, and these are now being implicated in in um, many uh, many host processes including uh, influencing efficacy of vaccination um, uh, tumor or uh, cancer immunotherapy and checkpoint blockade um, and the reason that we're interested in trying to study these T cells uh, and B cells and how they're they're mounted and regulated is really that we think that this is a very distinct class of immunity to what is uh, being widely studied, uh, and that's immunity to pathogens. And so our example of that, uh, and this is work that I conducted as a postdoc with Yasmin Belcade at the NIH uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, um, is to really develop these tools to track T cell responses to a skin commensal. And we were really actually struck to find that these T cells actually exhibit a kind of uh, a phenotype associated with wound repair. So they express a number of genes that are associated with accelerated skin healing. And we're actually able to go on to show that indeed that immune response to a single skin commensal can actually accelerate wound repair in the skin. So these uh, microbes are really at the center of a number of processes uh, and it's kind of through this approach of tracking the immune response to them that we want to learn more um, about how they're benefiting um, healthy tissues. I was wondering what triggered your interest in the microbiome? You have an undergraduate degree in pharmacology uh, from the University of Bath, a DPhil in translational medicine from Oxford. I was wondering how you got to where you are with that start. Yes, so I studied pharmacology as an undergraduate um, and was lucky enough to do a, a year in industry um, with an immunology-based project. Um, and so that really kind of uh, turned my radar onto immunology um, and was lucky to get into to Oxford onto their PhD program. Um, and they studied um, models of intestinal inflammation and really how the immune system can, when dysregulated, drive tissue damage in the intestine. And so it was there um, at the time where really the, the kind of microbiome field was exploding onto the scene, um, that trying to understand how you could have a very um, densely packed and highly activated immune system in the intestine, lots and lots of foreign microbes for which all intents and purposes um, are not so distinct from pathogens. Um, and how that kind of tolerance was maintained there was really fascinating. Um, at the time, lots of people were 
investigating the microbiome kind of through a, a sequencing based approach and taking kind of a bacterial census of who was present in different um, conditions in health and disease. Um, and other studies were really kind of implicating the, uh, the presence or absence of these microbes in many fundamental processes through studies with notobiotic mice. Um, and so really it was trying to bring in more of a kind of a classical immunology approach into these as, um, as microbes that we can track immunity to that led me to go to, um, to Yasmin Belke's lab. Um, and there we developed some of the tools that um, we're now continuing to employ to look at T-cell and B-cell responses to these microbes. Yeah. Based on what you've seen, how much time and effort do you think industry is investing into the microbiome? I can envisage potential applications for pharmaceuticals based on useful metabolic compounds produced by the action of gut microorganisms, for example. Certainly industry are, have their eyes wide open to this um, field and a number, uh, a high number of like biotech companies and big pharma are heavily following this area. Um, whether that is through the use of what's known as bugs as drugs so that you can implicate a particular commensal or consortium of commensals as being able to treat um, either infectious or inflammatory diseases um, is certainly being employed and some of these are making it into phase two and successful phase I think I think phase three but don't hold me to that um, studies uh, certainly in infectious colitis from Clostridium difficile infection I think the 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 lines of investigation into small molecules derived from the human microbiome is uh, expanding rapidly and will only continue to uh, in coming years. And really um, is just a huge resource that uh, people are only beginning to really develop the tools to assess and um, kind of make use of now as we did for sequencing. Uh, um, but it's kind of that drive through technology that mean that people can adapt to these new areas of research and part of those people are biotech and big pharma that are quick to adapt um, into the, the new and emerging technologies. What are the bottlenecks uh, that must be resolved to achieve some of the goals in microbiome research, do you think? For example, do we need more advanced sequencing technology, better understanding of biological mechanisms, and so on. What kind of breakthroughs do you think we need to progress? So I can't necessarily speak to the field of metabolism or, or sequencing as um, particularly well, but what I can tell you is where we are bottlenecked is really the ability to um, investigate the immune response to one microbe at a time. Um, and so a lot of our tools that we generate and rely on are quite labor intensive to generate to start with, um, but also only allow you to track um, a single given commensal and even a sig single um, immune cell population recognizing that commensal. That doesn't devalue what you find from that, but certainly the next step uh, and something that we're trying to do now is make that more high throughput. 
um, and try and develop tools where we can assess multiple cell populations responding and recognizing to antigens and epitopes from that commensal or how a single population of immune cells may respond um, to numerous commensal microbes. Um, we are by no means the only people trying to do this. Um, and so really, um, I think once the, the kind of the, the building blocks are in place to be able to do this for a few microbes, and a few cell populations, this will rapidly upscale. And I think that's where we're gonna learn um, a lot about the immunology of these interactions. Um, that will obviously plug into emerging technology. So being able to analyze these cells um, using single cell technologies, um, the metabolism of these cells. Um, so really I think the our bottleneck at the moment is is the ability to multiplex these immune uh, the readouts of these immune responses. In your case, do you have any specific applications of your research? You know, the focus of my lab is really on on basic research, and so we are quite junior, um, and those studies into hopefully therapeutics will come in the future. That would be a longer term goal for us. Um, I think what we're beginning to learn actually is that by identifying this very distinct form of immune response to these microbes, um, we're actually identifying a number of um, cytokines, transcription factors, and, and genes of the immune system that we can hopefully target um, as kind of host-directed therapies that are, at least in our hands, not seemingly utilized in a number of these inflammatory immune responses. And so that actually is probably where our efforts are going to go in the future is to be able to um, learn about how the immune system works through these interactions and target that. There will, of course, be people taking the flip side to that, which is trying to manipulate that immune response through either genetically manipulated microbes or well-curated um, uh, consortia. Um, and so I think it's for the kind of the fine line between those, which is to be able to introduce new or modified commensals, but also really understand at a very detailed level how they do influence in our in, in our case the immune system, but also tissues at a greater level. Um, where I think the real hope in my eyes is um, certainly there's been a big rush I think in the field uh, and probably. Um, perhaps overly hasty rush to um, bring the microbiome into the world of therapy. Um, and I think now people are really kind of taking a step back to understand uh, in greater detail what may be beneficial about these uh, microbes and the immune response to them, but also that you are unleashing quite a powerful system in activating the immune response uh, and that there may be a downside to that that we need to understand before we kind of take that next step um, beyond basic uh, basic research, I think. Can we move on to the uh, Noster and Science Microbiome Prize? Um, I was wondering what inspired you to apply for the prize. Writing essays can be a very time-consuming and stressful experience. So I just wonder why you decided to apply and uh, what you can share about your experiences. Um, it's, it's a good question, actually. I, I think... Um, 
you know, what inspired me to apply really was, um, well, you, you know, obviously I'd seen the prize, but actually trying to um, decide how to, that we would talk about what we'd been finding um, and be able to share it perhaps slightly further than our field of mucosal and tissue immunology. Um, and I think it's a very um, readily relatable kind of um, overview that we have, which is that um, people understand that there are good and bad microbes. Um, and I think what we were trying to investigate is that there are indeed good and bad immune responses to those microbes. Um, and the idea that they influence something as fundamental as tissue repair uh, and wound healing. Um, but really as a kind of a challenge to be able to, to put that across in, in terms outside of um, what immunologists tend to try and make purposefully complicated, it seems, uh, in simple terms. And yeah, it was, you know, actually looking at the application, um, I didn't know that it would be of interest to the microbiome field, what we've been working on, because the microbiome field is so diverse. And so it was hard to know whether it would be more of an appeal to those folks doing sequencing-based analyses, metabolomics, um, implication in infectious disease. And actually, it turns out from the three people that um, were awarded prizes that it was a mix of all. Um, so, yeah, I think that was really just the, the challenge to do it um, and do it concisely. It's a rel relatively brief essay. Um, so, yeah, it was. I think people who are listening to this podcast and may be interested in applying for next year's prize uh, would probably be interested in learning more about the process of actually writing this essay, which is what, 1500 words or so? and how you approached it and uh, maybe some hints perhaps? I think it was a thousand or 1500 words, a couple of pages, certainly. Um, it took a lot of writing to make it so brief, shall we say that? Um, so I think I am very, what's a nice way of putting this? I'm very deadline motivated. <laughs> so I'd kind of scr scratched an outline together of, of the key points that I'd wanted to, to make a few weeks out and then really had been doing a lot of thinking about what I'd like to say and how to phrase it. Um, and then dedicated about three or four days to it and the run up to the deadline to really just sit down and make that what I was doing. Um, and basically tried to pitch it so that a couple of the first year grad students in the department um, would test read it and decide if it was pitched at the right level or, 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 or not. Um, and then to be able to put together, together a figure actually that kind of um, conveyed all of the points that we were trying to make um, readily uh, and clearly was actually a, doing that made me go back and kind of reorganize the essay a little bit um, to make it flow a little better. So um, yeah, not a, um a long iterative process but certainly an intense iterative process <laughs> i think probably i started about six weeks before um putting 
an outline together on the whiteboard and then uh, beginning to put that down on paper, uh, probably with a couple of weeks gap to go away and let it fester at the back of my brain. And then, um, yeah, probably about a week before the deadline to sit down and actually get on with it. <laughs> so your essay was published in Science Magazine. Uh, there have been press releases sent out um, announcing the, the award. I'm just wondering uh, if you've received any interesting calls or, or emails from people who may want to collaborate with you. Uh, what has been the response generally? It's definitely caused an influx of emails from people around the world who appreciated both uh, the essay and what we're trying to investigate, I think. Um, so that was that was nice to receive uh, a number of those. And then what it's been um, really useful for is um, kind of getting the story out into the, the wider world, um, really to prospective um, students and postdoctoral fellows that are looking for their next position. Um, and so that's led to a number of contacts. Hopefully some of those we may be able to bring in um, to expand our, our future studies. Um, so yeah, it's been a pleasant surprise actually how well it's been received in the community. Thank you, Oli, for sharing your thoughts about microbiome research and also your hints on writing a winning essay for the NOSTA and Science Microbiome Prize. This concludes this episode of the Microbiome Research Podcast. Further information about the podcast is available on the Microbiome Research X website. On behalf of the editors of the MRX website, thank you for joining us and we look forward to your company again.